Welcome to the Aiki Dojo podcast. I am David Ito, Chief Instructor of the Aikido Center of Los Angeles, and with me is... I am Ke My name is Ken Watanabe. I am Rokudan Aikido Godan Musoshindenryu Yaido, and I'm the Technical Director of the Aikido Center of Los Angeles. And we have a special guest today. We have Sal Lacorte Sensei from North Coast Aikido. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, having me on and inviting me. And um, and and thank you for, uh, you know, the time uh, that we've known each other uh, up to this point. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, we've known of each other for a long time and our teachers knew each other. Um, and you've been out here a couple of times. I've never been out there, but, you know. Um, <laughs> we got to make that happen. Uh, what 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 year did you start Aikido? I uh, started Aikido whew, shortly after uh, high school. Um, it was kind of, it wasn't intentional. Um, I started uh, going to the local college. Uh, there's a college here, Lakeland Community College, that a lot of people out of my area go to. And uh, that was uh, probably like in 79, 80 that area and um so i was going there for engineering and all my friends that you know that i hung out with were all kind of like engineering kind of guys and uh and uh, so that's what i did went there to school for engineering but uh you know their curriculum uh required some non-technical credits to round out your your uh degree and, um, you know, I was always kind of interested in martial arts and, uh, I, you know, my cousin and a couple other people in my family took, you know, karate and, um, yeah, and I always knew people who did my friends and whatnot. So, uh, in the, in the booklet there, they had a, uh, self-defense or beginner, uh, you know, type class. Now I think it said Aikido, but it, didn't ring a bell with me. I just saw a martial arts self-defense class. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'll take that. You know, I'll, it'll be an easy one credit, right? And uh, I could move on. And uh, so I sh shortly uh, started that class. And uh, like within a week or two, I realized this isn't anything that I'm used to seeing. Like, you know, my friends took karate my cousins you know they're all and i knew what they did and you know i, I, I practiced with them on occasion and I'm like i go this is this is not what i want you know so uh uh the instructor at the time was uh linda vecchio and uh she uh ran uh, aikido of cleveland but she had also been teaching these self-defense classes you know at the college so uh, I went and got a drop ad slip, and I was going to try to get out of there, and I realized that I could get into this other class that was karate. So I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, so I, I approached her one week uh, trying to get it done, because if you got it done within two, three weeks, you could get your money back, right? And then you could sign up for something else. So I had this drop, I just cornered her after a class, and I had this drop ad slip, and uh I asked her to sign it, and it, she wouldn't sign it. <laughs> and I'm like, 
but you know, I was really confused. I, I'm like, uh, no, you don't understand. I, I don't want this class. I go, I go, could you please sign this so I could get in another class? I was getting aggravated. And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sign it. You're going to, you're going to finish this class. You know, she got in my face. You know, like, oh man, this is not going to be good. You know, I didn't know what to do. So I finished the class, right? And I got, I got to know Aikido a little bit better. And then, you know, fast forward, obviously I stayed in it. But a couple of years later, I don't know, I'd been, you know, I ended up joining the dojo. And a couple of years later, I don't know, we were at a party or something like that. And, uh, and the, the, the uh, story came up and uh, uh, Sensei was talking about the story and uh, I butted in. I said, yeah, I go, she, she saw something really great in me in the beginning, so she wouldn't let me quit. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here I am, you know, it's kind of. And she looked at me and she shook her head and I'm like, what? That's not what happened. You know, she's like. No, she goes, I get paid for 12 students. And if you dropped, I wouldn't have got full pay. <laughs> everybody started laughing, you know, and that felt like a real, you know, moron. But, uh, you know, after a while, I kind of got, you know, what she was saying. And it, it really, that story stuck with me forever. You know, don't get, don't get too sure yourself or you know you don't really know what that story is but it, it, that's how I got started at Aikido was, I always tell people it was an accident <laughs> so my question is why did you stay uh, why did I stay I'll, I'll tell you um, and I think everybody kind of goes through this you know you know people do sports and because they like sports you know whenever hey I like playing baseball I like playing football or whatever, and it seems like as you start to, you know, grow or mature, you start picking and choosing maybe to your ability or your likeness what you do, right? Some people like soccer, some people whatever. Um, and I think especially with martial arts, you know, there's so many out there that when you're attracted to a martial art, you really... It's kind of a personal thing. You kind of feel like, well, what's, is this really what I want to do? And, um, you know, I had thought, you know, my only world was karate, right? That, that was it. So that's when I thought that's what it is, you know? I'd watch shows on TV like, you know, Kung Fu and stuff like that. And I'm like, eh, you know, but when I actually started taking Aikido um, after those 12 weeks, I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. And it just, and I just kept doing it after that. What, what was Vecchio Sensei like? Vecchio Sensei <laughs> has passed away, and she was, uh, what, what rank was she? Seventh Don? Yeah, she was uh, Seventh Don Sheehan uh, with uh, the USAF. She was, she was actually the first uh, female Seventh Don in the USAF. So they, up to that point, they never, they didn't have a female seventh ad. Um, but she started back in 69, I think. And, um, or maybe a little later than that, but she started with a school called Cleveland Aikikai at the time. 
and um, I think she was under instructor on under instruction of a sensei. His name was Mariyama. That's all I know about him. Um, sensei would n never talk about him, <laughs> but I could tell that she she got hooked on Aikido because of Mariyama Sensei, and um, that's kind of how Aikido got started in Cleveland. You know, years later, I tried to probe a little bit more, try to find out who this guy was or where he was at, but it was very difficult to get information. Um, I think closer to when she was retiring before she died, I think he was, he had been living in the New York State, up upstate area. So, like, if we knew, we could have easily, you know, met him, contacted him, you know, got him into the fold or whatever, but that just never happened. Now, for what reason? I don't know. Uh, you know, when he left and told her that, you know, she was now in charge of uh, Cleveland Aikikai um, and uh, USAF was forming with Yamada Sensei out in New York, then she and, you know, Aikido or uh, Cleveland Aikikai went underneath the USAF under Yamada Sensei's, um, you know, instruction and that was it that's we were aikikai and then after that well, what was it like training under vecchio sensei man she was tough she was really tough and um you know the dojo was kind of like you know pretty much her home that's all she did she didn't work up she had a second job for a little while but you know aikido and teaching at lakeland and the dojo that was it that's all she did so she had a core group of people that supported her. I mean, you know, uh, we donated a lot and did a lot to try to support the Aikido, but uh, she was tough. She was a tough Aikidoist, um, and she would always point out, you know, you need to you need to do this, you need to do that. When we go to seminars, don't pay attention to this. Don't pay, you know, she was very instructive and very precise. And, um, and very strong. I mean, there was, there was no pulling the wall, you know, the wool over Sete Vecchio at, at all. I mean, if she wanted to throw you, man, you better just be ready. And if you didn't fall right, you know, and, um, that's, she would always say, if you hurt me, you're in big trouble. And so nobody ever wanted to hurt her or grab her or give her a bruise on her arm because man, that would be the end of you. Um, so you just had to practice really hard and get things right. And when you went out there to UK for whether it was in front of the class or at some demo, you were on high alert. I mean, there was no messing around, you know, but off the mat, you know, she was great. She was a lot of fun, you know, like to go out to dinner and, you know, Aikido was everything for, her, you know. 110% for sure. And, um, and she, and she ended up being the general secretary for the, uh, USAF for several years. Might it might've been five or six years. She was the first secretary, general secretary. So she did the books. She organized the certificates, you know, between Hambu and USAF Yamadas, New York, Aikikai and all that. So yeah, she was really involved deep. When you say she was tough, what do you what do you mean? I mean, other than rough um, and throwing you hard. 
Well, it's funny because uh, when I say tough, she. How do I want to say it? You know, you, you. There are some instructors that you see, some senseis that are, they're just like hard on you, and and they hurt you, or you know, it's an in, intentional thing. But she never did anything to like hurt you. But Aikido was always a hundred percent. Like she expected it. You know, if you were a black belt or if you were a brown belt or an upper Q, like a second, blue, you know, blue or something, it, you should know these things. Bah, 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 bah. Like if you don't know, then she would be on your case and say, what, you know, why, why don't you know this? What, you know, why aren't you practicing more? I noticed you missed two weeks in a row. What, you know, she was just on you all the time for that. There was no, there was no slack. So, you know, mind you, you know, as time went on and, and I could tell you a million stories, but just funneling in on me, you know, you know, I was single when I started, but then, you know, then I, I got a job where I traveled a lot and then, you know, then I got married and then I have kids and she didn't care about any of that. She's like, <laughs> what, what do I care about what you got going on? Why aren't you here? You know? And then as time went on, you know, you're a need on you know, you need to be in here teaching when I'm not, you know what I mean? Now I wasn't the only one, I I had senpas and, and some below me, you know, and, um, but she didn't care. She was just on you all the time. There was no breathing room when you're on the mat, you know? Did she have an influence on your personal life? Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, um, you know, when I was younger, out of high school, you know, I had a short temper. You know, I was, you know, not, not always, but, you know, like I didn't take any crap from anybody, no matter what, you know. And it, and it didn't work well when I was in the workplace, you know. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, when you got a partner, that that you can't, you can't be the alpha male all the time. You gotta. So that, that really helped. I think if anything, just Aikido, the idea of Aikido that, you know, the self victory is the victory itself that working on yourself, um, that's been huge for me. And, um, and it, that's one thing that I just keep, keep working on. There's, you would think after all these years, I'd have all my problems solved, but <laughs> I, I don't. I'm like, man, I, I still do that. Why, why do I do that? I, I need to stop. I need to, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's a big, that's a big deal for sure. She, she definitely had that, you know, and she was, you know, she was Italian. She had a hot head too. And, and like I said, over time, you know, you know, both, both uh, her as you know instructor and me as a student sometimes we butted heads too you know when I started doing more things for the school you know like getting involved with you know the money or we should do this or seminar that or travel arrangements you know what I mean and I'd be like how are you doing this isn't the way you do it you know what I mean but you know in that atmosphere it's like 
you, you gamble when you, you say something like that, right? As to yeah. whether your senior's going to go, hmm, okay, thanks. Or I don't care what you have to say, do it this way. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, and I learned a lot. And, and it translated through my personal life too, and, and my professional life at work as well. More listening, less talking, more thinking before you action. You got to choose your battles. For it. And, it, and after time, that, that saying, I wish, I wish somebody would come up with a follow-up to that saying, picking your battles, because after a while, you almost don't have any battles. It's like, any worth it, right? Exactly. So you do that enough. That you do that enough. There's, <laughs> there's no bad. There's no battles. <laughs> what, what, what were some of the ways you you and Vecchio Sensei butted heads? Um, I think it was more. It it was it was more on like dojo functioning. Um, you know, hey, if we do it this way, we can make more money for the school and you'll have more money and, you know, and she didn't care. Sometimes she would be like, well, that's not how I want it. That's not the way it should be. You know, um, we're going to do it this way, whether we lose money or not. And I would be frustrated as hell. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm going to have to write a check for $200. <laughs> so, but, um. Yeah, that that would be one of them. Was you know the operation operations of it probably mostly, but she was all concerned about Aikido. So that's you had to do it that way. You had to do it the Japanese way. You had to, you know, Mariama Sensei. You know, she would tell a lot of stories about how she was trained. You know how rough and traditional that was, and she would always say, "You guys got it easy with me." And she'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in his glass, I guess. Oh. So she was very but, traditional. Very traditional. I mean, we learned a lot, you know, and after a while, you know, you kind of saw when you went to seminars or other dojos, you'd be like, well, why aren't they doing that? It doesn't, doesn't all the dojo senseis teach that? Or So there was quite a bit of that going on, you know, at least through my head, I'd be like, why? What? You know, I'd be so confused when you do go see a lot of different schools. So, yeah. Or if she caught you not doing what you're supposed to do, you know, she happened to like be cross the mat and you came in, you kind of did a half bow and moved down. Man, she'd be on you. Get back over there. Don't you know how to bow? There's other students watching you. They're going to do the same thing. I mean, she didn't miss a trick. You guys ever but heads on the curriculum, the teaching curriculum, what kind of techniques you guys taught, things like that, or is it actually, just Actually, no. I Actually, no, because, you know, I, I didn't know anything about Aikido, so whatever she said was the deal. And um, <clears throat> we didn't travel a lot, um, you weren't you weren't allowed to go to a seminar until I think you were like uh, fourth or third Q. You couldn't go with the group. You had to you just practiced at home, so you didn't go anywhere. 
And then when you did go with the group, there, you know, there was always instructions on what to do. You know, so she would lay it out. This is how you do it at the seminar. And then after class, we stay as a group. We don't go out with other people. We don't this, we don't that. So we were pretty isolated, pretty regimented, you know, and you know, fast forward now, I get what she was going for. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want your students like going off and, you know, embarrassing you in some other way. Um, but she kept, kept a really, really tight ship. But as far as instruction, no, um, the couple times that we did kind of, um, clash on that was the, the difference between Lakeland community college and the dojo. So, I mean, obviously I never questioned her about the dojo, but at Lakeland, it was a little bit different. And, um, you had to do it in a curriculum kind of way. And, you know, the 12 or 14 students there, you know, they're not there for Aikido. They're there for that one credit. So, you know, so eventually now I don't, eventually I ended up teaching those uh, classes at the end, towards the end. And then, and then she did not want anybody under 16. So, but I saw a big potential for kids classes. She didn't want anything to do with that. She's like, you want kids classes? You teach them. So I started to, I started to kids classes through Lakeland. You know, then she got mad. <laughs> Go, you told me to. But, you know, the revenue was going to the school. I didn't, you know, I didn't need it. So, but, you know, so it was things like that. But, you know, as far as, oh, well, you know, the sake of this or this foot that, no, never. And, and she was a technician, I'll tell you, because, you know, we had to learn two different ways. Uh, we, y'all, you had to know the Federation way, which was, she considered Yamada sensei and, and she was very vocal about nobody knows how to do Federation technique with Yamada sensei, but us, because everybody else is doing their own thing. So we would have to mimic what he did and, and, and occasionally we'd say, well, you know, this is kind of what we saw, you know, didn't you see that? So I'd say, no, I didn't see that. You didn't understand. So, you know, so then you back off on that. And then the other way was, I'm assuming she would call it Cleveland style, but I'm assuming it was the way she was taught by Mariama. So there was a whole curriculum, Cleveland style and federated style and we we teach that today so i i've kept that going that cleveland style and of course the students in our school now they they don't really get it they don't understand it they just learn it this is what we do here and this is the federated style but you know the old timers the old salts that are with me they get it they know it do you, so, do you think other aikido usaf aikido dojos do the same thing you know, that's a great question. That's a, that's a really great question. Um, you know, so many times I've listened to snippets of Yamada Sensei talk about Aikido is a personal thing and, and it grows and, you know, everybody, you know, does it differently and this and that. And, you know, I understand exactly what he's saying, but 
man, you got to have a standard somewhere. And, um, and I've, I've had these conversations with some of our senior belts here at this school, you know, um, I haven't, I haven't taken up the, uh, the policy like Vecchio Sensei did, like, you know, this is what I'm showing. And if you don't show it too bad, right. I, I haven't taken that position up because they're all very skilled people and they've all saw what I saw and did what I, I did. But I tried to do it in a little bit of different approach, but I, you know, I don't think so. I don't think there's, this is what we do here. And, and then this, you know, this is the way Federated did, did it or whatever. I, I don't think that's the case. It was just whatever your sensei showing you, that's, that's what you're learning. And it shows up on those tests. You know, when you go to the big seminars and that you can, you can see it because that's what the, that's what the students are showing during their tests. It's like, sometimes you could be, you know, like, what the heck was that? You know, but the students just doing what they're told to do. So I don't think so. I, I, I don't think there's something like that, but of course now Yamada sensei has gone. So when you show something or say something, you can't go, well, see, look, you, you can't do that anymore unless you got something that matches a videotape or something like that. They, they got it. They just got you now. So, and same with me, I only got what I remember, what I remember seeing, and what I remember, you know, getting beat up on and saying, this is the way you got to do it. And I just try to pass that along. So I think now it may change again, right? I mean, even within the basic technique, there is a Federation style and there's a Cleveland style. Is there that much variation in the basic technique? Like, say, Shomenuchi Ikkyo. Well, and the students ask that a lot, right? So don't don't misinterpret what I'm saying by when I say there's a federated style and there's a Cleveland style, right? Because there's not officially a federated style. What she was saying was Yamada Sese is showing this. This is how he moves. This is how he does his ego. You need to know that because that when you're out at a seminar or doing whatever and and you're doing like some other thing, he's going to come up to you and say, what the heck are you doing, right? And she did not want that. He wanted perfection from us. She wanted perfection. Um, she and, and, and her point of having the perfection was she didn't want any attention drawn to us. Like, oh, they're... They're doing that right, so I could go talk to someone. She didn't want, she didn't want the the background static of that. And you got to understand, you know, she was a woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays we could easily say, oh well, you know, women this, women that, and even me growing up at the time that I have, you know, you know, the women's rights and all, you know, that all. That all has transformed over the last 40, 50 years, but back when she was doing it, there was, what are you kidding? What's with this, what's with this chick doing Aikido, man? <laughs> and they were all, and you know, like I said, she was, 
you can tell me a lot of stories, which I don't want to repeat, but you could just imagine. So I think that was a big driver, you know, that was a big driver was, um, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. And I don't want any attention, you know, or spotlight thrown on us because, oh, well, that's why they're not doing it because, you know, ah, they got that woman teacher. And, and we heard that a lot too. Oh, you, oh, you have that woman teacher. We would hear that a ton. Now it's, now it's not cliche anymore. Everybody's got a woman teacher, right? <laughs> so, but do you think that her being a woman it was a factor as you were growing up as an Aikido student? Back then, it was confusing too for me, right? It was confusing. In what and way? You always had your doubts. You're like, what the heck is going on? Sitting here now, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I wouldn't have changed it. What did you realize? What's that? What did you realize that enables you to, to have that feeling? Oh, uh, I realized that she was a real practitioner of detail and she just, she was just immersed in Aikido and just, I mean, I think sometimes we think, or I think like, okay, you know, I, Aikido is more than a hobby for me and I'm, you know, I'm focused, but, and she just, the stuff she would see and the stuff that she would show and be able to do, um, that just, that's what kept me going. I was just like, oh, constantly wowed, you know, constantly wowed with what, what was going on. You know, she was ill for a long time. She had cancer. You know, she had lots of surgeries. She lost the use of her left arm for a long time. But you would never know it. You would never know it, man. She'd yell at you, don't don't grab my left arm, grab my right arm, and then boom. Nail ya. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's it sounds like you got a very other world experience when you were coming up as a student because of it being a very, very male dominated martial art that you got to see something that most people never get to see. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, again, you know, you don't appreciate things till you have some depth of perspective, right? If you don't have a depth or you don't have anything to compare it to, it's what it is unless you're really unless you have a really good foresight, but yeah, man, she just, um, she, you know, I was glad that she was my instructor and that it worked out that way. And, um, even in the Federation, I think a lot of them just have forgotten. They don't, they see me and they're like, like, who did you study under? They don't even know. They don't even have a, they don't even have a clue, you know? So the, the female instructors that are Shihan now and, you know, that's, that's all being looked at that, Ooh, you know, but there's somebody that's, you know, 30, 40 years before them that they don't really realize they wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for Birch. And there were other people just right behind her. Like, I don't know if you, you might not know Sensei June. She was out of, uh, um, the, um, Pittsburgh area, tough little Japanese lady and her and Vecchio, they were like two peas in a pod when they got together 
was nuts. Uh, they were they were really good. They were tough. So you do you think you'll you'll continue on with the uh, Cleveland Way and the USAF Yamada Way? Yeah, I don't think we have a choice. I don't have a choice. Um, we're just going to keep on that as best as we can. You know, our curriculum is structured that way. You know, the senior students have been trained that way. Um, I think that's the best that we can do is, you know, move forward in, you know, in the lane that we know. So now that you've done all this stuff, you train under Vecchio Sensei, and then you're you're the teacher now. Yeah, and again, that's not something I had my sights on. I mean, just just kind of like how Aikido started for me, you know, it was like a big mistake. <laughs> and I'll say that. It's a big mistake, man. Finan big financial mistake. <laughs> I mean, it's like a... If you're an accountant and you looked at this, you'd be like, dude, <laughs> get out now. But um, yeah, the instructing part, I mean, I, I get, I, there was no, there was no like natural transition or, you know, you're now the senior student, so you need, that's not how it worked. It was a train wreck when <laughs> yeah. she was, her health was failing and she was, uh, retiring in the school that it was a, it was a virtual train wreck. Matter of fact, I, at the very end, I, I actually handed in a resignation letter to the dojo, to her and said, I'm out. Why? Wow. Done. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I could, cause it, there was no control, you know, her, you know, her health was bad. So her family kind of was swooping in her two sons. And they wanted to control the dojo. And then there was a, you know, I had a senpai that, I don't know, it just, then again, I don't like talking about it, but it just, uh, it was just a train wreck. And so I'm like, you know, it's better if I just, maybe this is a good, why, you know, fork in the road. Like you guys continue that way and I'm out and I'm going to do like, I don't get back to normal <laughs> or something. But I, I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. So that's kind of how it went. And then, you know, um, the 30,000 foot level, she got ill big time and couldn't do anything anymore. And and basically the school closed. And, it was, you know, her, one of her sons, her youngest son was trying to run it. And it was, you, you know, pe people were just leaving left and right. And then one day I got a phone call from a couple of the senior students and they said, Hey man, you, you, you got to start a dojo. <laughs> like, what are you nuts? <laughs> oh, you guys are out of your money. I go, you know, I forget exactly the details, but I'm like, you guys are black belts. You guys go start a school, right? You don't need me. No, 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 no. We, you know, Anyways, the conversation went on and, and it was funny because they did a lot of the footwork like, hey, we, you know, Sal, we, you know, we got a place, you know, we got the students want to start with you. And I mean, they did like all the work. I didn't do nothing. That's good. That's good. And yeah, well, it was scary. 
they it must hold like, you in high regard to choose you like that. Of all the yeah. of all the other senior students, they must have been like, Sal Lacour, I think he's the best person for this job. <laughs> I won't I always told, I said, you guys were either really, really smart and thought it out, or you guys just, you don't have two sticks to rot. You know, choosing me, you know, that's a problem. So I thought about it for a while. And um, so I figured, and this is an honest uh, statement, I figured it wasn't going to fly. Uh, we were renting, they, they, they had known like a couple of uh, black belts, I think it was Brian... Um, he's a signed on with us and his wife and a couple other people. They knew this karate uh, studio here and they were looking for renters. So they said, hey, you know, do you mind if Aikido comes in and rent? They were like, yeah, we'll, we'll take you in. So they had this all set up. So I said, all right, this is what we're going to do. I go, we're going to give it a year. That's it. I'll commit to a year. No more. I go. And I'm not going to be spending money and, you know, we'll give it a year. We'll see what happens and see who comes back. And after a year, we had more students that I knew what to do with. Wow. And, you know, they were wanting to get out of the karate place. And I'm like, this is not going the way I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, this was supposed to fail so I could get out of it, you know, go do what I need to do. What year was this? Uh, this was 20, I want to say 12 or something, 2013. And, um, our next big step was going across the street in our own place. And I ran the numbers and I said, look guys, you know, here's the cost blah, blah, blah. And we need X amount of students and we don't have X amount of students. You guys have to plug the bill we don't need to make a profit but we can't go broke so there we go we we got that location and we were there for five years and just kept going and here i am today <laughs> i just i shake my head every once in a while too you know you know what how how it all happened and how it just all kind of just snowballed on its own really you know so you're you're the teacher now your teacher has passed away. What do you do to develop yourself to move your level forward? You know, David, you know, you, you kind of, it's a great question. And I, what, what's really spooky about that question. And I really mean it. What's really strange is that, you know, I asked Sensei Vecchio that, way back. I said, you know, in my Rama since they left you and there's nobody around for you, all your senior sepas are gone. How do you handle that? She didn't really give me an answer. And I can't really give you an answer, man. It's 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 tough. It's really it's really hard to, you know, do it. You got it you look you look for those rings where you you know, you could grab onto and, um, you know, try to stick to your basic uh, things that you were taught and um, and just keep every day, keep moving forward. How many, how many, do you still train Aikido or do you just mainly teach? 
Well, it's funny that you asked that. It, you know, that's how we started the podcast about working out. Um, uh, obviously, one of one of the benefits of having the key to the school is you can go at any time you want. So, I I do that quite a bit. You know, I do my rolls, I do my kimi, I go do my strikes um, when I can. Um, I still travel a lot for work, so uh, when one of the other black belts are teaching, I go I go in and I'm, I go in as another student and I just practice. Mm. So, like on Wednesday nights, Dave Dave teaches. He teaches at six o'clock Wednesday all every Wednesday, and if I'm in town, I'll dress up, go in. He's got the class. I I told him, don't ask me any questions. <laughs> You know, because sometimes that'll happen, or they'll ask him a question. And he he's not sure, and he'll look at me, and I just sit there deadpan. I'm not going to answer any questions in your class. And um, some of the students that are new to you know training with me in that situation, they'll ask me questions. I'm like, David's over there. Or I'm not going to answer here. I just want to work out. I'm going to throw you around and you need to throw around. And, you know, if there's a safety issue, like you're not falling right or something, I'll, I'll correct you. But I don't, and I kind of like that, you know, go in there. I could just work out, you know. But you, you've been doing Aikido since what year? Um, I think I, I think I got my 6Q in 1981. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I started in eighty. Like it was, it was right when I started college. So I got, I graduated high school in seventy eight, and then started, you know, college, Lakeland College, and that's kind of how it all happened. So, but but the thing is, is that you've been doing Aikido over forty years. There has to be something that you do which keeps you going, because at some point you just go, I don't want to do this. At some point. It's not for you. At some point, it's just too much work. So more than the love of the game, what do you do to keep your boat moving forward? I mean, there's got to be something. Nobody can do something for 40 years and just go, well, I just keep doing it. Well, it's it's a selfish answer. Sure. What is it? It's like, I love doing it. It's, I get wacky if I don't, you know, if I'm not work, go to work out or I'm traveling for two weeks across the country working and that come, I get a little weird. I start calling the guys or, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's, that I just have to do. It's kind of, it's strange. Even my family, my wife, she's like, eh, I'm going to class. Okay. Cause you go through those stages, you know, well, like, you know, it's, you know, hobby like anybody else. And then it starts interfering with things. And then she's like, well, why are you really go? You know, nobody understands stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's we were, very hard to explain. And you see, I'm sure you've seen that, maybe that in your life, but other students and things that go on, you know, that stuff happened, you know, and you go through these ups and downs with stuff. And, you know, it's to the point now where it's just like, that's just what I do. You know, uh, I remember when we we're moving into this, the second dojo here that we just moved into after uh, COVID. And, um, I told everybody, uh, you know, we had we had to either because the uh, let me back up a little bit. The dojo that we'd been in there for five years, we had to get out of there. Um, the um, the 
the owners of the plaza sold out and they sold to some kind of big firm uh, out of New Jersey and they're jacking the rates up and it was just, we had to get out of there. So we had 30 days. So it was another, you know, come to Jesus moment with the crew. And I said, look, we had a good run. <laughs> uh, we we got to get out of here. There's no denying it. So we either get out of here and close up uh, or we got to go find another dojo in there. And again, they're like, we got to find another dojo. <laughs> and, you know, and things just fell into place. You know, the neighbor I had next door to the dojo, she knew a realtor. And, and they just they just had somebody leave a spot perfect, you know. And, and I met with him and he loved us. And so here we are again. So, <laughs> so you lived a charmed Aikido life, haven't you? Yeah, and so the the story I was trying to get to was I had even more help than I did before moving into the second dojo. And two of the people that helped out a lot with the move, with the getting the van and pulling the mats and uh, construction were my two sons. And mm. I remember we were like three quarters done and him and I were at dinner and I says, man, I got to run up to this new school. Uh, I got to check out if, you know, they painted something or whatever. And he came with me and we're standing in the middle of this half built space. And, you know, and he turned to me and he goes, he goes, dad, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was a really weird moment when he asked me that I go, what do you, what do you mean? What am I doing? He goes, what, what he goes, what are you doing with all this? And uh, that's that's when that answer came to me. I said, I got to have something to do when I retire. And he just looked at me and he goes, I understand that. And so there I am, I'm in. <laughs> it took a long time to figure it out, but there it is. Do your sons practice Aikido as well? You know, I have four kids. They all they all practice. They all started out, but um, none of them practice okay. as of today. They they all kind of fell off at different times. Mm. Um, but yeah, none of them, none of them. But but when I but when I ask them for help, man, they're there. Wow. They come, you know, I don't have to like I just say, hey, man, I need. I need this. Nobody else will help me. Would you? Yep. Boom. They'll do it. Well, that's awesome. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, it is. It kind of feels good that, you know, that they know it means something to me. So, you know, you've done all these things. You started Aikido. You've done all these things. Where do you go from here? You mentioned retirement, but where, where, do, you, where do you go from here? Yeah. I think, like, COVID... COVID gave me a lot of time to think, as I think a lot of people, about a lot of stuff. And I did a lot of thinking in it. And really, it was, again, I'm going to use the word scary because, you know, the thoughts started creeping into my mind. Um, like, what are you going to do with this thing, right? And it's the first time where I thought to myself, there are things I want to do now with this place, with this school. Like before I was kind of like a maintenance, 
You know what I mean? Make sure we got enough people, pay the bills, promote, teach, do you know, it was all it was just all kind of, you know, and time passed by. But, you know, over COVID I was like planning. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, this, you know, so now what I'm doing now is it's kind of gone full circle. Um, we reached out, I reached out to the local YMCA here. They built a huge, beautiful YMCA and they connected a senior center to it. So we started a uh, self-defense class for kids under 16. So we've got a classes just for them. And that's only been for about six months now. So we've had like three sessions and uh, we've had pretty good, um, you know, pretty good attendance, not overwhelming, but, you know, we got one full-time student out of it mm -hmm. and we met a lot of great kids. So we're going to continue that. And then one of, one of my yellow belts uh, was talking to David and a couple other people and he came up to me and they said, Hey, who's teaching Aikido at Lakeland? We saw it's in the program. And I just immediately went, what are you talking about? Who's teaching Aikido at Lakeland Community College? Like where I started, right? And so I got online and I looked and there it is, son of a gun. There's three programs, Aikido 1, Aikido 2, self-defense. And as I was reading it, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, the description in, in each, I go, is it either somebody is copying exactly, plagiarizing what we had done back then, or it's got to be student that used to be with us. So I was, I was getting a little mad. <laughs> and so I, I investigated it, but I ended up talking to the uh, PE director just Friday. And she goes, oh, Sal, she goes, I remember you, blah, blah, blah. I took a class. And I said, well, what's up with this Aikido? She goes, oh, no, we don't offer that. She goes, that's just stuck in our cattle. <laughs> she goes, there's nobody here. She goes, would you like to teach a class? I go, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. So I'm going to try to get a class over at Lakeland Community College. You're back in Lakeland teaching a one credit class. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're 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 just now working on the details uh, for that. So what what was it yesterday? My wife my wife had off of work, so we're just sitting around and I was like I just kinda mentioned it to her. She looked at me like like I was nuts. And uh what do you think? She goes, Does it matter what I think? So so we kind of left it at that, but yeah. So that's what's going on. That's I think that's what's, at least for the foreseeable future, Sensei. That's what I kind of see. I want to try to grow those programs, and I think by the time I get something like that going, and we get a little, you know, more runway behind us here at the school, then, you know, then I got to look at how do I hand it off. And not a lot of schools get handed off. I want to hand this one off and keep the momentum. You know, I mean, as great as Vecchio Sensi was, she she never had a handoff plan. When we talked about it, it wasn't a pleasant conversation. So, but 
I realized that that's what you got to do. You got to have a good handoff plan, not just for, you know, business. They talk about that. But I think for the school, you know, 50 years in Northeast Ohio, why let that go, go down the drain? You know, so that's, I think that's what's going on for the future. So do you have some students that you're thinking of developing into the next generation of um, teachers in your area? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Well, it's not that. It's um, you just have to have a plan. You got to have it written down, um, you know, the business side of it, of course, and the legal side of it, if you want to keep it going. Um, but on the Aikido side, the Aikido side really is so different than that part of it. Like, yeah, you, it's not an overnight thing, you know, to say, oh, well, this senior student is going to run it. You know, they're the most, well, when the time comes, they might be like, I'm not running the school. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Then what do you do? Right. And, and you're not there to fix it. <laughs> right. I'm not there to deal with that. I'm gone or whatever, you know, if. So that's what I'm talking about. So, and I've talked to other people, other um, senseis of schools and stuff. I kind of pick their brains a little bit about what what they're doing, and some of them don't even think about it. Some of them do, you know, a little bit about it. But it's a tough it's a tough subject. But I think if again, I think if it means enough to you. You know, some schools are like you know, some of the big East Coast uh, North Ike uh, High schools are big enough that it happens, right? There's enough student bodies there that you you got somebody in there that says, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy when things you know so and so passes away or they don't want to do it anymore." They've got that big body. Well, you know, we don't have that many people you know we don't have that 150 base student base that sticks around so you know the pot is small so what you have to do is you gotta you gotta start chirping in people's ear a little bit hey you know if this happened you know would you be you know that's kind of what i'm doing i'm just i mean they say it takes 10 years of regular practice for a someone to develop their basics into competent basics and then from that yeah. after they get their basics then they springboard and they develop and refine their technique timing spacing etc 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 i mean that's 10 years to get uh the baseline from where you can become a competent instructor that's you know it's like being a doctor well i don't even i again i don't think the best aikido practitioner is a good instructor that's yeah that sometimes is true. That's sometimes true, yes. And that's why it takes a long time. You have to, you got to give it some time. So I'm not saying I, I'll have all that nailed down in 12 months or I just, I just hope I got it nailed down 20 minutes before I go. <laughs> so as we kind of uh, finish up here, you know, your 40 plus years of Aikido training, what advice could you give any person who's, starting Aikido or doing Aikido right now? I guess that's a tough, 
tough thing, advice. Um, encouragement. I mean, Aikido, like we kind of crossed over earlier in the conversation, it's got to be something that you enjoy and that you like. Um, you know, I I constantly use a quote. It's not my quote, but it's, you know, Aikido is not a destination. It's a journey. So if you're not bent on trying to, well, I need to get my black belt and I need to become a Fukushidon and then I need to have my own school. If you're not focused on that and you're just focused on your well-being and improvements and, and, and enjoying Aikido and learning Aikido well, um, I don't think you need a whole lot of advice. Um, I think the only thing that I would say for people that are in two critical stages, which is just starting, Aikido could be hugely discouraging, hugely. Like, I I tried to get a drop ad slip. That's <laughs> right, get out. So, yeah, so I pay a, I pay a lot of it. I guess the advice I'm going to take is um, that you're asking me is maybe for an instructor. I'm going to say, you know, your people who just start, you got to spend some real time with them. Real, real time with them. Don't let them fall off the boat. If you can see into them, they want to do Aikido, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other part is when you get those senior uh, students, not necessarily <clears throat> senior in belt rank, because you could have a you could have a first queue that's been in 15 years, right? <laughs> you should help. He didn't get his black belt yet because of personal things or whatever. He's in, he's out, he's whatever, right? That would be the other other uh, advice I would get is keep those people coming. Keep them encouraged, push them to where they need to go to the next level. So that would be the two things I would, as far as advice for an instructor, uh, do it. As, as far as a student, again, like I said in the beginning, if you want to do it, it's worth it. Just do it. I, I can't explain it any other way. I think if, if you're looking for something, uh, as most of us are, um, you, you can find it, I think, at Aikido more than any other art or sport. Well, thank you for coming on. We, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, it's great seeing you guys. This was a lot of fun, man. Mm -hmm.